Shalom. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back for the third time. I was trying to make sure the camera is good. Pastor Battle over Hav Love Ministry. Praise Yah for you all today. Joining us on this, this beautiful Shabbat day. So we're going we're excited. We got a lot, lot to teach about. Uh, we've been having a great day, having a great discussion uh, about the rural Kakodesh. Uh, that was pretty awesome. So praise Yah for that. So we're going to get off into the word of prayer. We're going to talk. We're going to get into our lesson. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Yah, we thank you for being so good and so awesome to us. Thank you, Yah, for being our strength. Hallelujah. We just come before your presence in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeah, above all things, we want to humble ourselves before your presence and say, and ask you to forgive us of all our sins. Forgive us of the things we've done that was offensive to you. We just pray for your mercy as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We pray that you just continue to strengthen us, help us to grow in you, to learn of you, to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah, I pray today that you would touch every individual's spirit, heart that's listening. Help us out to examine ourselves as we hear the word, to go back to the drawing board, to study your scriptures instead of forming our own opinions about what we think your word should say. Help us to see what your word truly says and then walk it out with you with your help. So we thank you for being so good. We ask you today to increase our trust for we still realize that trust comes only from hearing your word. And so we just praise you. It comes from hearing your Torah. And so we live that, we love that, we love you above all things. We want to show our love toward you through our obedience. Yeah, we thank you and we praise you in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Hallelujah. So praise Yah for you all today <clears throat> joining us. We've been having an awesome time <clears throat> discussing the renewed covenant. Um, this is a very important lesson to us um, because it's important that you know how you with Yah? It's, it's the new covenant. Many people think, many, 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 many people think that the new covenant is the New Testament, and that's not 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 true. Yah did, did not say I'm gonna give you a New Testament. He says I'm gonna give you a new covenant because we have some books that's written called the New Testament. That, that does not mean that's what Yah's uh, covenant is his covenant he says is, is him putting his Torah his law <clears throat> on our hearts our mind and we understand that our hearts your heart when you read in the scriptures when, when the scriptures talking about your heart that it's always referring to your mind it's not referring to this beat beat beating your chest so we're going to start today today we're going to deal with uh, we're going to start in John uh, 16. You know, and then we're gonna to go to Romans, and of course, throughout all of all of, uh, probably gonna to try to go all over all of the Bible. <clears throat> but um, we're going to we're going to go to John 16 and 8 and teach about this. So it says, when He comes, He will show that the world is wrong about sin, about righteousness, and about judgment. About sin and that people don't put their trust in me. About righteousness and that I am going to the Father and you will no longer see me. About judgment and that the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them, bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he would not speak on his own initiative, but would say only what he hears. He will also announce to you the events of the future. He will glorify me because he will receive from what is mine <clears throat> and announce it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I, I said that he receives from what is mine and will announce it to you. So Yeshua here is talking about the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of truth. First thing, he said he, he, he's going to convict the world of sin. So when we, and, and for us to understand, for us to realize what he's talking about, about, your, about the, the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of Yah, 
the ruach is, is, is the Hebrew word spirit. Ha is, is, is equivalent to the English word T-H-E, so it means the or the. The ruach hakodesh or the ruach hakodesh. Kodesh is the word holy, set apart. <clears throat> so the set apart spirit of the ruach hakodesh is going to convict the world of sin. So what is sin? That's the first question because the the the, the, the Ruach is the seal of the renewed covenant, and uh, so you are into this covenant. One, you you are sealed inside this covenant once you receive the Ruach Hakodesh. But before you can receive the Ruach Hakodesh, you have to receive something else or someone else, and that's Yeshua, Yeshua Hamashiach, Yeshua the Messiah, because he's the one who reconciles us back to Yah. So once you receive the rule of Kakodesh, <clears throat> he's going to convict the world of sin. So what is sin? What is sin? What is sin? First John 3, beginning at verse 3. First John 3, beginning at verse 3, says, And everyone who has this hope in him continues purifying, uh, purifying himself, since Yah is pure. Everyone who keeps on sinning is violating Torah. For indeed, sin is violation of Torah. So what is sin? Sin is violation of Torah. What is truth? Yah's word is truth. The Torah is truth. So the rule of Hakodesh is going to line you up with Torah. And he's going to teach he's going to show you how not to sin or convict you of sin. So he's going to help you not violate Yah's Torah. That's the rule of Hakodesh. This is the new covenant. The new covenant, we're going to go today to Hebrews 8. Because we have to teach this. Because many, many, many people living in sin, and listen, you don't have to. You don't have to. See, you have to quit giving the adversary the excuse uh, before we started today, we said we, 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 we come to an agreement because we had an awesome discussion. But we've all come to an agreement that we're going to stop breaking up certain topics or certain subjects that just distract us and bring us off course. Because when you bring up topics in, dis in the discussions when the, the topic is not around you, it's kind of giving that topic power. And we don't want to give the adversary power over us. By bringing up things that's irrelevant, but that, that's what sin, sin, sin it helps you violate Torah, or sin is violation of Torah. And listen, you do not have to continue to sin. You just got to get into the truth. And, and so, listen to this: uh, Hebrews chapter number eight, and we're going to uh, begin at um, at verse nine. Well, no, we're going to start at verse uh, eight. For Yah does find fault with the people when he says, See, the days are coming, says Yah, when I will establish over the house of Israel and over the house of Yehuda a new covenant. The days are coming, says Yah, when he's going to establish over Israel and over the house of Judah a new covenant. It would not be like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the, day I, I, on the day when I took them by their hand and led them forth out of the land, land of Egypt, because they, for their part, did not remain faithful to my covenant. So I, for my part, stopped concerning myself with them, says Yah. So it won't be like the covenant that Yah made with, the, with, with, with our forefathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. So how was that covenant? Well, he, he spoke it out. He spoke it out. Words out of his mouth from a mountain. Fire. And then he has Moshe go up to the mountain and he writes it on the ten, on, on, on two tablets. Ten to ten words. You had four on one, six on the other one. Four was was, was speaking about uh, loving Yah. You know, or, or it seems to make sense four on one, six on the other one. Since four is speaking about loving Yah. And then the other six is speaking about loving your neighbor. As yourself, so in the foundation 
of that was love. So now in this covenant, the responsibility that Israel had, we, we go to Deuteronomy 6, and he, he says, Shema, Shema Yisrael, listen Yisrael and obey. Yah is our Elohim, Yah is one, and you are to love Yah with all your heart, right? Then it says in verse 6, Deuteronomy 66, and these words are to be upon your heart, and you are to teach them to your children. So the ten words on the, on the first covenant, uh, Israel had the responsibility of putting the Torah on their hearts, or on our hearts. Our forefathers had, had the responsibility of putting it on our heart. But Israel, for our, for our part, violated the covenant. We violated. Listen, we violated the covenant before the covenant was finished. After Yah had spoken to Moses on uh, and, and the whole congregation of Israel, the whole house of Israel at the at the foot of the mountain, he's speaking who he is. He's giving his word. He calls Moses up, and before Moses can get back down, people come to Aharon, Aaron. This man Moses is dead. He he gone. You need to do something. Well, we need, we need us a God. We need somebody to to to. To look at or something, to a God or something to look at, so we can um, ha have something. So Aaron said, "What I tell y'all, what y'all do? Everybody give me the earrings." He makes this calf. He calls the calf the name Yahuwah, and said, "This is the God that led you out of Egypt." Before the calf, before Moses can come back down, before. Right when he got the Torah is done or whatever, and they're waiting, <coughs> they go into idolatry right then with a golden calf. We have a guy that's part of the congregation uh, from Haiti. He says Haiti, voodoo, and Haiti uh, means calf worship, golden calf worship. Vortar. See? Vodar. Vodar. Golden calf. Golden calf. They was they 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 worship this calf, this golden calf, and they call this calf Yahuwah. Wow. As they were going, they were violating Yah's covenant. He's speaking to them, trying to talk to them. Um, they doubted, didn't have trust. They for their part were not faithful to Yah's covenant. So he, for his part, stopped concerning himself with them. But now verse 10 says this, For this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yah. I will put my Torah in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their Elohim and they will be my people. None of them will teach his fellow citizen or his brother saying, No, Yah, for all will know me. From the least of them to the greatest, because I will be merciful toward their wickedness and remember their sins no more. So the rule of Dash is a seal of this new covenant that the Most High is bringing us to. And listen, it's essential that you have this. You have to receive Yeshua as Hamashiach. Then you receive this Ruach that seals you into this covenant, which, which, which enables you to know truth, to avoid sin, to please Yah. And I'm believing that it's very important for us to, 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 um, to have this because, listen, without, without being in this covenant, without the Holy Spirit, you're going to mess up. Man, listen, you're going to mess up. It's only two things now that you can be led by. Two things. Yourself. Or the spirit of y'all. Being led by yourself is your is your carnal mindset, your your old nature, and you need to have a clear understanding that your old nature cannot please y'all. Romans eight and nine said that those who don't have the spirit of a Messiah are none of his. So if you want to be a part of this kingdom, if you want to belong to Messiah, you have to have his spirit. That's going to lead you to Torah. The spirit of Yah reveals the entire Torah to you, shows you what it is, and shows you how to live it out. Same spirit Messiah had. 
Messiah says in Matthew uh, 5, beginning at verse 17, when he says, do not think I have come to abolish Torah. I have not come to abolish the Torah, but I come to complete it. Now, the, the Gospels of Matthew was written in Hebrew. So Yeshua was talking from a Hebrew perspective. So when he says, I have come to complete, what he said was, I come to materialize it. I come to walk it out. I come to consummate it. I, I come to do it. And then he begins to teach them how to follow the spirit of Torah. You have heard that you should not commit adultery. Your forefathers. Let's, let, let's go to Matthew. Let me quote it right. So they'll say he misquoted scripture. I'm not misquoting the scriptures. It's I'm just I'm teaching the truth. Matthew five. Uh, we're gonna start at verse um, twenty one. He says, "You have heard that our fathers were told, do not murder, and that anyone who commits murder will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who nurses anger against his brother will be subject to judgment. That whoever causes his brother." You good for nothing. We'll be brought before the saying her dream that whoever says fool incurs the penalty of burning in the fire of Gehenna. So if you are offering your gift at the temple altar and you remember that 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 there that your brother has something against you, leave your gift where it is by the altar and go and make peace with your brother, then come back and offer your gift. If someone sues you, Come to terms with him quickly when you when you and he are on the way to the court and he had and he had you over to the judge and the judge to the, to the officer of the court and you may be thrown in jail. Yes, indeed, I tell you that you will certainly not you will certainly not get out until you have paid the last penny. Now Yeshua says you have heard that you're not murder, but I'm gonna tell you this: if you just anger against your brother, he's showing you how to fall down in the spirit because why? Murder is intentional. It's intentional. It's a sin that was, that was unforgivable, and the penalty was death. He's showing you how to deal with it in your heart. Don't nurse anger in your heart, for you are still subject to judgment because it's something you got to think about before you take action. And the Spirit of Yah helps you. He convicts you. He shows you truth. He shows you how to love, how to have mercy. How not to carry out vengeance. How not to hold grudges, but rather love your neighbor as yourself. He shows you that and show you how to deal with it in your heart. When the Most High told Israel, these words I'm giving you are to be on your heart. Israel could not put the word on their heart. They still violated Yah's covenant. One, one, one good example that I'm going to use is, not, is Numbers um, uh, 15. And it's dealing with one individual person. But let me show you something. Show you something, that the, how merciful Yah is, because we need the Holy Spirit. Listen, if so many believers come to the woo, we're Hebrew, we know who we are, woo, we're Israel, praise Yah, Shalom, Shalom, Yahuwah, Yahya, all this deep stuff, we're Israel. Listen, Israel knew who they were before they went into captivity. They knew that they were Hebrews when the Most High brought them out of captivity. They knew there was Israel in the wilderness. It's, it's bigger than that. That's just simply scratching the surface. You have to walk in righteousness. You have to walk in obedience. You have to live out Yah's Torah. And the rule of HaKodesh gives you the ability to aid, to carry it out. He's called alongside you to help you, to convict you, to teach you, to show you truth. Numbers 15, 30, 37, um, well, 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 beginning at verse 30, Yah is talking to, to, to Moshe. He's telling him about if someone does something wrong intentionally, what's supposed to happen? You know, they, 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 they're going to be cut off from his people. They're going to be destroyed and disobey the commands. Then it gives an example of a man gathering wood on the Sabbath, on the Shabbat. They bring the young man before Moses. What we're going to do with it? Moses prayed. Y'all said stone him. Go, go get rid of him. Why? Because he did wrong on purpose. He did not honor the Shabbat. The command from the Most High was to, to, to honor the Shabbat. Keep it holy. It's a day of rest. 
The man went to go work. The man started gathering woods. When the Most High had specifically said, you are not to work on this day. That word was supposed to be, that the man heard from Yah, the man was to put it on his heart. He was to follow it out and also teach his children. But instead, he had to be sneakily sneaking doing it because he was caught by people. And by him being caught, they brought him before Moses. The Most High understood his heart. The word does say in Hebrews that the word of Yah, the word of Yah is sharp and quick, alive and active. Sharp and quick is sharper than any two-edged sword. He talks about, he goes down deep into it, but one part of that verse says this, it is a discerner of the intentions of your mind, of your heart. So the Most High understood this man was doing wrong, and he knew he was doing wrong because the man did not put that word on his mind to obey Yah's word. So he was stoned to death. So then Yah tells Moses in, 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 in Numbers 1538, speak to the people of Israel, instructing them to make through all their generations, even to this day in 2020, the ZZ. I got mine on now. Don't want to stand up because I want to knock nothing over, but I got mine on. Jesus got his fringes on. Through all the generations, ZZ on the corner of their garments and put and to put with the ZZ on each corner a thread of a, a blue thread. Listen, it is to be a ZZ for you to look at and thereby remember all of Yah's commandments and obey them so that you won't go around wherever your own heart and eyes lead you and prostitute yourselves. But it will help you remember and obey, you remember with what? Well, how do you remember? What do you remember with your mind? And obey all my commandments and be holy and be set apart and be holy for your God. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Egypt in order to be your God. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. So now listen, Israel was supposed to have the ZZs. Walk around. And it was to bring them into remembrance, Yah's word. So they wouldn't fall in their own heart. Israel, we fell. We, we dropped the ball. We couldn't put it on our heart. We still violated Yah's covenants. We still committed idolatry. We still committed fornication. We still committed homosexual acts. We still murdered. We still lied. We did not obey Yah's commands. We began to follow after other gods. Begin to do like other nations and go astray, go a whoring. We prostituted ourselves so we so we were not faithful to Yah's covenant but Yah is merciful he's talking to Jeremiah and Jeremiah he's telling Jeremiah that hey Israel is going to captivity they're going to captivity Nebuchadnezzar coming to get them don't fight I know the thoughts I have for you I know the plans that I have for you is to give you a hope, is to give you an expected end. Yeah, I know this. But now, as he continues to talk to the prophet, he says, I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It's not going to be like the old covenant because I thought I brought them by the hands out of the land of Egypt. But they validated that, that covenant. But I'm going to make it make them new. I'm going to put my Torah on their hearts. I'm, I'm going to write it on their hearts. I am. I'm going to be their God. They're going to be my people. I'm, I'm going to forgive their wickedness. So now we have Yeshua on the scene. And he's talking to his Talmudine, his disciples, and he's telling them, about the spirit of truth, the comforter. How he's going to convict the world of sin. How he's going to show the world that they're wrong about sin and about righteousness. And about judgment. About sin that the people didn't put their trust in him. You put your trust in him. How? By paying attention to the word that he has spoken and carry it out. What did he teach? 
He taught Torah. And then he told them who he was and what he had to do. He's the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. His blood, he goes to the throne room of Yah in the real heaven. And because he has given his life, he has reconciled us back to the Most High. And now they scream out, be reconciled to Yah. So now, because of Yeshua, our Messiah, we can walk in obedience, we can walk in righteousness, we can walk in truth. About righteousness that I'm going to the Father, and, 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 and you will no longer see me. And about judgment, and that the ruler of this world has been judged. That the adversary, the ruler of this world, is defeated. Whoever the ruler may be, he is defeated. He's judged. You're free. You are liberated. You can now enter into this covenant. And listen, I want you all to see this because Yeshua is having a great long conversation with his Tamadim. And then he begins to pray for them. In John 17. Beginning at verse 1, he says, After Yeshua had said these things, after he was talking about putting that trust in him and talking about him going back to the Father and talking about the, comf the, the, the Comforter, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of Truth. As he was talking about him being divine and, and, and we're the branches and Yah's the husband man and how Yah cuts us back and prunes us to bear fruit. After he had said all these things, he began to speak about in, um, in, in, in John 17, um, he looked up toward heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you just as you gave him authority over all mankind and so that, he, so that he might give eternal life to all those whom you have given him. And eternal life is this, to know you, the one true Elohim, and him whom you sent, Yeshua the Messiah. So we're going to be able to know him. In this renewed covenant. See, disobedience, a violation of the old covenant, caused us to have, I reckon, a memory lapse. It cut off the relationship. Let me give you a physical illustration to, to a spiritual truth. When a man and a woman fornicate, well, let, me, let, me, let me do better. I saw. A, 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 a clip yesterday of a guy who was accused of murder. Charges had got charges had got dropped. He he was not guilty, but he did not realize he had a son until after he was charged with killing the mother of the son. Because he had a one night stand with this woman and he hadn't seen her anymore. Uh, a year later, she's dead, but she has a son. That's his son. He didn't know he had a son. Son does not know he had a father. They had no relationship. Now, of course, the murder was dropped and all that. That's not the point. The point is that that when you when, when you do wrong, Israel's doing wrong caused them not to have a relationship with Yah. Caused them not to know Yah. Put Israel in a position to be fatherless. To at one point in time, had a father who was there, who, who provided, who protected. But Israel, as normal, we went astray. We went a whore. Or, let's say it is, with stiff-necked people, with uncircumcised hearts. You know what an uncircumcised heart is? A filthy heart. An infectious heart. A dirty heart that's not clean. We got to cut away. To circumcise means to cut off. To several, and you bury the dead foreskin. That's part of the covenant. And what we need to do is circumcise our hearts, cut away the dead, the dead stuff, the dead thoughts, the dead ways of acting, the dead thinking, the dead behavior. Cut it off, separate ourselves from it, and become clean. But because Israel went astray and went a horn, Israel violated the covenant and did not know Yah. Didn't know y'all. The Northern Kingdom 
let me say this. Went straight into into uh, Syria, never to come back, never to return back to the land. The the the, the woman in Samaria, Samaritan woman was a was she she was mixed. She was part of, of I guess a series we have got Israel and part of Israel. She she was she 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 and, and was not even received as an Israelite. But here but here, here it is. Even if she uh, even if she had an awareness of who Yeshua was, she said, "Well, you know, our, our father drank from this well." And Yeshua is talking to us, saying, "Well, the water I got, get some of that. You will never thirst again." She said, "I perceive you a prophet." You know, she's talking that, that talking. Yeshua tells her about going to get a husband. She says, "Well, I don't have a husband." He says, "Well, you correct." And the man at your house, he ain't your husband either. She was still living in sin, understanding who Jacob was, understanding the prophet that Moses had talked about was to come, but, at, but her lifestyle was still a, a sinful lifestyle because remember, she had had five husbands before the one Yeshua told her about in her house. So her life wasn't lined up. Her life was out of whack. She was off track. But she came across Yeshua HaMashiach, who was willing to give her water so that she would not have to thirst again. And listen, many of y'all are thirsty. See, see, the adversary is cunning and crafty. He brings up things from the world. He tells you you're thirsty. But the reality is, you are thirsty. Everybody needs something to drink. And you know, we need simple truth. This not doing a commercial or advertising. I'm just using the word simple truth. Because many of us are walking in falsehoods. Yeshua says that, 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 that eternal life is to know Yah. So Yah is giving us the ability to know Him. We need to rule Kakodesh. We need Yeshua. We need to stop living sinful lifestyles. Quit putting our focus on identity. And now that you come to your identity, put your focus on living right. Put it on living holy. Put it on being set apart people. Put it on being a kingdom of priests. Put it on being a royal priesthood. Put it on being a holy nation. Put it on being a true child of the Most High Elohim. See, a child in a house is no better than the servant if the child don't know who they are. The word says in Romans 8 that those who are led by Yah's spirit are Yah's sons. Ask yourself this question. This is a serious question you want to ask yourself. Are you being led by Yah's spirit? We were talking today uh, about the Ruach HaKodesh. And, 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 and my, my friend brought a great point out. He said Christianity thinks that when you re receive the spirit, you're going to, oh, it's going to jump on you. You're going to start shouting. That's not the Holy Spirit. The scriptures does not say that. Religion says that. Speaking in another tongue don't mean you have the Holy Spirit. Tina Turner had a movie, What's Love Got to Do With It, right? She's in there saying, Numb your Rick and Dave. She was chanting. I was working with a guy uh, years ago that was a homosexual. And while we were at work talking about the Most High, he began to speak in tongues, other languages. When he got done speaking in the other languages, he was still a homosexual. The rule of Hakodesh convicts you of sin. It's a sin to be a homosexual according to Leviticus 18, verse 19. Let's, let, let's read it. Let me show you something. I'm just, I'm just showing you something. I'm not trying to get off track. Leviticus 18, 19 says this. You are, oh, that's the wrong one. We had to read the whole thing, I guess, just to find it. Leviticus 18, 22. Forgive me for the wrong verse. It's Leviticus 18, 22. Y'all ready? It says this. You are not to go to bed with a man as with a woman. It is an abomination. So then, therefore, if, if he had the rule of he would have stopped being a homosexual because a homosexual is intentional. You're not born gay. You don't matter. You can dispute all you want to. If you're born gay, then the Most High is a liar. Right? And he's unfair to deal with you in that situation if he made you like that. 
evidently, according to the scripture, is a choice. So when you have the Ruhakodes, he's going to lead you and guide you in all truth. The lie is this. The lie is being with a man and you are a man and y'all are together having sex and you figure you love Lincoln, he love Earl. Well, that's a sin. That's violation. The truth is that the word says in verse 22, you are not to go to bed with a man as with a woman it is an abomination. So the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in the truth to show you that. It's going to convict you of the wrongdoing, cause you to turn from that sin, receive Yeshua HaMashiach, and, and receive and come to this new covenant where you can now live righteous. You can now live holy. Does that make sense uh, to what I just said, you all? You can stop, you, 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 you can stop being a child molester. That's in here. You can stop doing things intentionally. Listen to this. His, Israel did not take heed to this. Listen to something that y'all said was going to happen to Israel and what's happened to the people because of their sin. Uh, Leviticus 18.24 says, Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things. Because all the nations that I am expelling ahead of you are defiled by them. The land has become unclean, and this is why I am punishing it. The land itself will vomit out its inhabitants. Verse 26 says this, But you are to keep my laws and rulings, and not engage in any of these disgusting practices, neither the citizen nor the foreigner living among you or living with you. For the people of the land have committed all these abominations, and the land is now defiled. If you make the land unclean, it will vomit you out too, just as it is vomiting out the nation that was there before you. For those who engage in any of these disgusting practices, whoever they may be, will be cut off from their people, so that so that so that so my my charge. Not to follow any of these abominable customs that others before you have followed and justify yourselves by doing them. I am Yahuwah Elohim. So now Israel for their part violated their part of their covenant. We listen, the adversary is trying to deceive you and out of your mind. We think that Hebrews or a so-called black man didn't start being gay till he came to America. And was raped by a slave master. Don't be a fool. They was gay before they came to America doing disgusting acts. We think having sex with an animal is an American thing. And Esau taught us that. They was gay and doing these uh, bestiality before Esau taught them that. See, sin. Is not just designed to a specific nation. It's in every individual that's ever born on this planet. But Israel is to have a different standard and do what's right and walk by different rules. We are to walk by Yah's rules, not our own rules. And what we did not do was obey Yah's Torah. So we have a responsibility to obey the Torah of Yah, walk in his righteousness, walk in holiness, not walk in sin. And that's done through Yeshua HaMashiach. You want to be in a renewed covenant? Get in it. You want Yah's Torah to build your heart? Because listen, everything is based on the Torah. You got to live by it. And he helps you live by it. He fills you with the Ruach HaKodesh, he gives you an understanding of his word. He shows you Torah and helps you to walk in it. <clears throat> Let me get uh, one more scripture. Now, I'm going to try to get one more scripture. We're going we're gonna to go on our attention and we're going to try to end this. But listen, look, look at this. Everybody's, everybody's let's, let's go to uh, Deuteronomy uh, 30. And everybody's... Um, Going around, you know, and they're big on, you know, who we are. <clears throat> the Most High is not waking you up just for you to come into your identity to say who you are. He's waking you up for you to find out who you are 
so that you would turn from your sins and begin to walk back to him. Yeshua come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He come to wake you up to turn you back to Yah. He come to give you your inheritance. When he speaks of the parables, he is talking about a condition of a people. So he's talking about the prodigal son. Who has went astray? Talk about two sons. Some of the sons who did not even go out into diaspora and stayed there and was self-righteous. I did all these things. And you ain't give me not even, you know, a, 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 a goat. And the father said, son, you've been with me all the time. You ain't had to ask for it. What was mine is yours. But the younger son, the ones who went astray, the lost sheep of the house of Israel, some of the northern kingdom. They tied themselves to Gentile masters. Began to want to eat what was unclean and did not want to return. The younger son did not want to return as a son. He wanted to return as a servant. So he asked himself, I wonder how many servants do my father have that will give me something. So he began to walk back to his father and said, Father, I've sinned, but his father saw him from afar off. And when it closed, or the woman who had the issue of blood was showing you how Israel was unclean and, and they were leaking in their bad condition. And the woman who had the issue of blood, you know, when they had the issue of blood, then the dye that was considered unclean, it was outside of the camp. But somehow she wanted to come back into the camp and she had spent all of her money going to the wrong physicians. You know, when you look at the mindset of Israel, when somebody was sick, they was considered to be sinful. So when Yeshua would heal them or when they were healed, they were no longer sin sick. They were no longer sick. And this woman had had an issue of blood for 12 years. And she had went to every doctor to try to help her, just like us, try to go to everybody else, trying to find help of our condition. And we exhaust ourselves trying, trying to find help. And you know what? Instead of getting the wrong kind of help. But the woman had heard about Yeshua and she saw the crowd walking. And when she had saw the crowd walking, she, she thought within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment or the fringes or the zitzit, to not be made whole to see, to remember this now, the zitzit was to bring us into remembrance of Yah's words so that we would not go a horn out of our own mindset. And she thought within herself, if I could just touch the commands of Yah. If I can get to the word and just touch the word through Yeshua, if I get to Yeshua, I get the word, then I'll be made whole. And when she touched the hem of the garment, when she touched the fringes, when she grabbed hold of the ZZ, she was immediately healed. And Yeshua said, Who touched me? And, 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 and trembling, she had to tell him all that had happened. And she told him everything, and her trust had healed her. You know, so on the man that, 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 that was at the pool of Bethesda and that was lame for 38 years and how Yeshua had asked him that he would be made whole and he said, you know, well every time the angel troubled the water, somebody get him before me. But that's not the question that was asked and they may explain, Yeshua can heal your body. He can heal your sin-sick soul. He can bring you into the renewed covenant. Turn from your sins enter into this covenant. Begin to live right. Begin to live holy. Begin to live set apart. We all got to grow. Many of us got to grow. Sometimes our mind don't think the best. But the most high can give us the ability to begin to think and make the right decisions. Deuteronomy 30, beginning at verse 1, says this. When the time arrives that all these things have come upon you, both the blessing and the curse which I have presented to you, you and you are there among the nations to which Yahya Elohim has driven you, then at last you will start thinking about what has happened to you. And you will return to Yahya Elohim and pay attention to what he has said. Which will be exactly what I'm ordering you to do today. You and your children. With all of your heart. And all your being. At that time. At that point. Yah. Your Elohim will reverse your exile. And show you mercy. He will return and gather you from all the peoples. To which Yah. Your Elohim has scattered you. And I want to explain to you that Yeshua understood this as he's talking to Israel and him being the covenant. So in Luke 15, he gives the parable of the, of, of, of the 99 sheep. And he said the Most High is willing to leave the 99 to go get the one. So he's teaching what Moses has taught about because he understands Israel's condition. He understands yours. 
So Deuteronomy 34 says, if, if, if one of yours was scattered to the far end of the sky, Yah, your Elohim, would gather you even from there. He would go there and get you. Yah, your Elohim, would bring you back into the land your ancestors possessed, and you will possess it. He will make you prosper there, and you become even more numerous than your ancestors. Then, Yah, your Elohim, will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your children so, so, so that you will love Yah, obey him, love Yah, your Elohim, with all your heart and all your being, and thus will live. And then Yah put up, put, put, and then Yah will put all these curses on your enemies and those who hate it and persecute you. But you will return and pay attention to what Yah said and obey his commandments, which I am giving you today. So listen, Israel, let's wake up. Let's go to Luke 15. That, 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 that he's willing to come and get you. It's Luke 15, the, 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 the um, I believe the 99, yes, 15, 1. The tax collectors and sinners kept gathering around to hear Yeshua, and the Pharisees and torturers kept grumbling. This fellow, they said, welcome sinners. He even eats with them. So he told them this parable. If one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them, doesn't he leave the other 99 in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds him? And when he does find it, he joyfully hosts onto his shoulders, hoists onto his shoulders, and when he gets home, he calls his friend and neighbors together and says, Come, celebrate with me because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sheep over one sinner who turns to Yah from his sins than over the 99 righteous people who have no need to repent. Let me say this. If we're in exile and if we're in disobedience and we don't know who Yah is and we don't follow his Torah, then you are a sinner. You are violating Yah's commandment. That's what sin is. A sinner is a violator of Torah. You don't want to be called a sinner? Stop violating Torah. <laughs> that is. Come on into the new covenant. Let's wake up. Let's turn. Now we've come into who we are. You know, it's, it's, it's funny how you know you're a Hebrew, but you still want to get high. You still want to fight, and you want to argue with, with each other. Debate over frivolous things. You being a Hebrew is just a scratch on the surface. Now walk in obedience. Now love your neighbor. Now love your neighbor. When you can't agree with each other, instead of going separate ways, if you gotta go separate ways, let it only be to calm down. Let it only let it only be for the reason of not hurting one another. Don't let it be for the reason of never speaking to each other again and you can't talk to one another. You want to cut each other off. But let it be for the reason that, you know what, let's have a, a time to separate so we can think and not hurt one another. But then let's come together and let's reason together. Let's talk about it. Let's resolve the issue. Let's love. Let's be the light. Let's be the truth that Yah has set us up to be. Let's enter into this new covenant, y'all. Let's, let, let, let's live holy and righteous. You gotta be tired of living the same way. You gotta be tired of going through this curse. Listen, the time has come and you are wondering what has happened to you. If you are asking yourself that question, what has happened to me? Why is it like this for us? Pick up the scriptures and begin to study. Find you a teacher to teach you truth about the word. Know who you are and walk in holiness. Know who you are, walk in righteousness. The promise is for you and your children. The promise is for you and your children. If you are not by your blood a part of, of, of Jacob, by your physical DNA, 
but you are treating Yah's people right. Know who that his people is. Turn to Yeshua. Then come on in. But get, let's what humble yourself. Get your life together. Walk in righteousness. Let's stop being so arrogant and big-headed. Think we all that. You know, I've been saying it for a few weeks, and I'm going to say it again. Let's stop trying to be big when we know little gallows, little hazards. Trying to be big, but we, we, we little for real. Because we don't want to get past ourselves. We don't want to grow ourselves up and begin to live a holy life like y'all expected it. And I, when, I, when I say holy, I don't mean holy based on the clothes you wear. You got women who wear long skirts and don't have no panties on and raise them up in a heartbeat to go and do something. You, the, the clothes you wear don't make you holy. No, it don't make you holy. Dancing and you, you got men who want to seem smart. That don't make you holy when you got a porn addiction, you know, on the side. You know, you ain't got to go to your um, computer now. You can look at it on your phone. You're unholy if you're doing that stuff on the side because the most high knows your heart. See, everybody's dealing, listen, everybody's dealing with sin, and I'm talking about dealing with intentional sin. And listen, if you're still dealing with the intentional sin and you don't want to come out of it, then you stand in danger of being judgment. Uh, Hebrews 10, 26, it, 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 it decrees after you have come to the knowledge of the truth and you still choose to disobey. Let, let's just read it because I want you to take my word for it because then you'll get mad at me and thinking, you know what I'm saying, I'm being judgmental. Let's take Yah's word for it because you can't get mad at Yah. I mean, after all, you said you loved him. That's what you said. For if we deliberately, if we deliberately, listen, if you enter this new covenant, this should not be you anyway. For if we deliberately continue to sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but only the terrifying prospect of judgment, a raging fire that will consume the enemies. So don't sin, don't continue to deal with the sin. And I mean the intentional sin. You know what it is that you deal with. Every individual knows what it is they do. Let's, let's stop beating around the bush. Let's stop playing. Quit deceiving yourself. Quit playing. The word says to him that knows to do and don't do it, to him is a sin. To him that's fully aware to do what he got to do and still don't do it with the understanding of knowing to do it is a sin. And then therefore, you stand in a terrifying prospect of being judged. We know that sin is violation of Torah. So when you know in the Torah, it says do this. Come on, quit believing the stupidity of some of these false teachers who are going to tell you you don't have to follow Torah. You do got to follow Torah. You do got to obey Torah. Yeshua did not come to do away with it. He came to materialize it. He came to walk it out. Came to be the example for you. So now when you look at Hebrews, it says we look unto Yeshua, the initiator and the ender or the author and the finisher of our faith, of our trust. So now, look here, it, it also says in Hebrews, so therefore let us come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find favor to help in our time of need. We don't have to continue to do wrong on purpose. You can live right. Man, you can live right. I'm a man. I'm married 22 years and I love my wife. We, we're one. She said, don't say in love, say we're one. We're one. We're one. We're in unity. But don't. But I'm not gonna be a fool and tell you I don't see other women outside of my wife at the store, at some of my customers' houses, at the park, the park, the mall, and I see other women. And some of them be beautiful. Some of them have uh, revealing clothes on. My, my old friend of mine, pastor, my, one of my friends of mine, my pastor said that he had a, know, know a guy that was at Bridge Street. He said he saw a young girl. He said she had both cheeks hanging out. He saw he could say, well, Lord, have mercy. So because why? He saw a woman with both derriere, I'm going to say derriere cheeks, you know, or bottom cheeks. No, I'm going to say both booty cheeks hanging out of her shorts. 
He said he just said, Lord, have mercy. He wasn't saying, Lord, have mercy because he just, it was a shame. He was saying, Lord, have mercy because he said, Lord, have mercy. Because it was appealing. But that don't mean you got to go there and slap her on the booty cheek. Don't go there and grab it. And you ain't got to go get her phone number. And you ain't got to think in your heart, I want to hit that. You can make a decision to turn from that and not lust in your heart and commit adultery in your heart. That's a spirit of Torah. You ain't got to do it. You know, you got, you, you got a guy who keeps getting on your nerves. Call your boy. Or call you a name derogative to your race. You ain't got to go over there and want to slap him in the face. You can choose to not nurse that anger. Or you got money problems. You want to go steal something or rob you somebody. Stick them up. Or you want to write you a bad check and float checks and you want to uh, uh, go counterfeit money. You no longer have to continue to do that now. You can do what's right. Or you or you got a problem with lying all the time. You, everything you say, you tell a lie about. Now you can change. You ain't got to stay sinning. You ain't got to stay in that position. You can now enter into this new covenant. Begin to be filled with the rule of Hakodesh and live right. Live holy and not walk in sin. Hallelujah. Y'all, it's good. I know some of y'all struggle. Come on now. You know you be struggling. Play, don't play with me. Matter of fact, when you tell a lot of somebody, you lie to yourself also. Don't play with me. You know you got some things to deal with. You got uh, preachers be, be in some of these churches preaching and a woman in the front row, legs open, she ain't got no panties on. And you looking and won't even try to correct her. Or you got Deacon Earl and Deacon Smith, both open homosexuals in the church. Y'all can't wait to go to the mountain. You broke back. You know that's wrong. And you know that you shouldn't be a homosexual. And here you, here you is about praise the Lord. And breast man like, mm-hmm. You need to straighten up. Or oh, two women. You a girl girl, but you gay. Lucy as Lucy can get. Lesbian. You know it's wrong to live like that. And here you will walk around looking like who did it and what fuck. Cleavage showing so everybody can look at you. We got all kinds of things. That's sin. All of what I just addressed is sin. In Hebrew, you deal with it. And it ain't your Gentile slave master that had you like that. You was like that before you got here. That's why the land threw us out to. So quit trying to blame everybody else and accept and become responsible for your own decision making and turn from your sins. First John 1 John 1.9 says... If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse from all unrighteousness. She says I'm flowing by the spirit of Yah. Let me say this, because the most I just revealed this to me. The boy and the girl, college students, grown man, grown woman, here y'all is, so we just friends. And you know you ain't supposed to be messing around. Well, we ain't having sex. But her grabbing your penis, and you put your hand on her vagina, and messing around with each other, is still sin. You ain't got no business doing that. Separate yourself. Stay in public. Quit grabbing on one another. My wife's mama told me and my wife when we was young, before we got married, she said, Carrie, don't be around Karen by yourself because you ain't going to be able to handle it. And I'm saying to her, yes, ma'am. But in my mind, I'm saying, I got it. We ain't going to do nothing. I can handle it. Well, I couldn't handle it too well. I couldn't handle too well because we had a, a wang wang on the way. You can't handle it. You got to trust in Yah with all of your heart and your mind. And you can't lean to your own understanding. But now your ways, you got to acknowledge Him. He's going to direct your path, He's going to order your steps. He's the one that leads you. You can't lead yourself. Your corner mindset, your hostile mindset, your old nature is hostile toward y'all, and it can't please y'all. So if you're trying to please y'all outside of the rural Hakodesh, you let me tell you something right now. You are displeasing. 
when there are those who are walking in the spirit, out of the spirit of Yah, you can please Yah, and you are considered the son of Yah. So praise Yah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and end for the day. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get Yah too much. You head about to explode. But sin is sin. We, we, we want to sugarcoat it. Everybody want to play. Nursery rhymes. You want to hit it to your CF teachers because your ears itching. Man, look here, man. Quit playing. Nursery fables. You want to hear about Esau's favorite, Bird Rabbit, the Torah baby. You want to hear about Mary's little lamb and how his fleece was white as snow. How about the wages of sin is death or the curse of the law is death? You, you, forget your ears being injured. Don't you know eating too much sugar gives you diabetes? And sugar is a drug worse than cocaine? So a spiritual sugar can give you a bad, huh, a bad fix. You don't need no spiritual sugar that's killing you off. You need some spiritual truth that'll help you come out of your sin. I love people for I love you. That's why I say what I say. I believe this. Tell me the truth. Help me out. Give us the truth. I remember when I was younger, and I was a lazy young man, when I first got married, could not keep a job. Lazy and insecure. Had always called my wife, see where she was at. What you doing? What's that noise? Who over there? Didn't have a job. I go to my old pastor's office one day. Another one, a woman, a woman is in there. She said she prophesied to him. She said, "You know, the lawn care. You're gonna be very lucrative in the lawn care business." My pastor was sitting right there. That, that gave me an excuse to quit my job. I'm gonna start cutting grass. Go full time ministry. My wife, I had a 1970 acre preach classic. I had a Ron lawnmower. I had an ascension cord. I tied a ascension cord around my Ron lawnmower, tied to the bump of my car, and made my wife looking like fools driving down Wall Triana at 10 miles an hour to go cut grass. Got to a house to cut the grass, and the man paid me in chicken. I was so upset. We struggled so hard, couldn't pay the bills, couldn't do nothing. Because I wasn't cutting nobody's grass. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to get me a job. When I go get me a job, and then my pastor's going to tell me, I'm glad you sure got a job, Mr. Battle, because, uh, whoo, you should have been here a job. I looked at him, and I said, well, why do you ain't tell me from the beginning? I'm 24 years old. You 45, 46. You got you should have told me the truth that I was lazy. You should have told me I should have got a job. You let me humiliate myself. My family in poverty. We gotta leave our house and go live with my mama because her son is lazy and can't take care of his wife. And that's the problem. We shut our mouth and won't tell the truth and watch our people destroy themselves. Because we're afraid we don't want to offend nobody. I can give a hill of beans. I almost said another word. I give a fifth floor and filth. Hill of beans is good. About you being offended. Maybe after you get past being offended, you can think about what's being said to you and begin to do what's right. Get past your pride. You only get offended anyway with you and your pride. Pride coming for a fall anyway. And the most I can't stand a proud look. An overestimation of yourself. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You can't be walking in y'all's grace full of pride. Because <laughs> he resists you. But he gives grace to the humble. So come on, let's come into this new covenant. Let's walk in righteousness. Let's walk in holiness. Let's receive the Ruach HaKodesh. Hallelujah. And begin to know Yah. Yah, we thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for being so good to us.
Thank you, y'all, for being our strength and our salvation. Thank you, y'all, for keeping us. Help us to, to, to make sure that we're in this new covenant, that we have the rule of Kakodesh, that we can walk in obedience with your help. We can learn Torah with your help. Yeah, we praise you for keeping us. Praise you for being our strength. Praise you, yeah, for being our friend. Yeah, forgive us for sinning on purpose, for doing wrong. Forgive us for all sins. But help us, y'all, not continue to walk those ways that are contrary to your way. But teach us, y'all, how to humble ourselves and walk in obedience according to your purpose. So, y'all, we praise you. We glorify you. We thank you. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Hallelujah. Shalom, everyone.